Hi everyone, it's Lisa Gregg. Let's highlight real. In this episode, I sit down with Katine Manil, or as most of her followers know her as, Katine's Closet. I love this conversation because beyond getting to hear the wisdom of dressing all of our bodies and loving ourselves under the outfits, Katine and I really talk about just real life. And my hope is that you get to know a little bit about her behind the influencer. So many of these people that we follow and we like and we share and we comment on, we forget that they have a real life outside of the gram. And I hope that in this episode, I can highlight that real life for you. tiny little town in Saskatchewan so that's crazy too yeah oh my gosh that is so crazy because wait it's your grandma and my grandma know each other really well right that's the connection yeah in Krillman yeah in in Krillman Saskatchewan of all places Krillman love it I know so I um we are just gonna jump right in cool because I think the timing is just right because I have just been like living a life of luxury of Lycra and oversized sweatpants for all things pandemic. And so it's really fun following your account, which we're going to talk about where it's like, Oh, look at you like put effort into your day and give us like some inspo and like it's coachable fashion. And it's, I want to learn and hear so much more about like dressing all bodies. Katine. I just think that you do such an exceptional job of that. And we just need more of that. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I feel like sometimes a fraud because for the most part, I'm like everybody else in my sweatpants. Like I don't get me wrong. I love to get dressed up. Um, but lately there definitely hasn't been as many reasons to since COVID happened. So I'm kind of right there with everybody else in the sweatpants right now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, before we dive in, and of course, what you need to know is like, I will take everything in the show notes. So whatever you talk about, I will reference, you don't worry about like spelling it out. I will direct. And I mean, like, let's not kid ourselves. I would love to be like all of our new listeners, but I feel like you you just have so many, such a great following that they're going to be like, Hey, we can't wait to hear Kit talk. Um, so I just sharing a bit about, um, you know, who you are and what you're about, just beyond what we see on Instagram or probably even just the stories behind what we see on Instagram, just kind of that cliche starting spot of like, tell us, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm Katine. (laughs) Sometimes people call me kitten and I don't really like that. (laughs) Uh, But I'm a mom. First and foremost, I have two littles, Violet and Leo. I'm a farm wife. I grew up on a farm. I went to school and graduated with an agribusiness degree. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than I'm just your average mom in a small town who loves her family. I love my faith. I love my community and I freaking love fashion. <laughs> I'll get you a t-shirt that says all of those things. You're like a bunch of like F's, right? Like fashion, farm wife. I'm like, I'm trying to get the alliteration going. Faith, like, yes. Right. There's so many things here. That's a great idea. I love it. Now we just need to get somebody, right? Yeah. I be like Swipe up to buy Katine's shirt. Um, <laughs> so with that tell me like how how did you land where you did in small town sask and how did katine's closet like where did this idea like where did everything come from basically um it was right after i had violet and it was late one night um like i'd always been super interested in fashion and fashion blogs in particular were starting to become popular i would say like maybe in the last like eight to five years before I started my blog. So I was following like fashion bloggers already. And in particular, going to their blogs regularly while I was breastfeeding Violet at night. Um, and then just one night I was feeling kind of sorry for myself. And like, I had lost a part of like what made me, me and just like the passion side, I guess of like, yeah, what makes me me. So I literally, as I was breastfeeding at like 4am, just like, I didn't even think of it, honestly. And going back, I kind of wish I would have put more 
thought into coming up with something more clever of a name or like anything like that. But I honestly, it wasn't even like a second thought. I just decided I'm starting a blog that's happening now. It's going to be called Teen's Closet. I'm going to start posting mere selfies of my outfits every day because getting dressed and getting ready makes me feel really good about myself. And I want to try to share that with other people. So that's how it started. What a beautiful concept. Like, I mean, for women in general, but oh my God, I'm just thinking of the postpartum mamas. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I've been there where it's like, you just are like, what's the point? Or like, whatever. Like, I just want it to be accessible for breastfeeding. I just, I'm tired. I don't feel like it, or I don't feel good, or I'm not in love with my body or whatever. And it's just, but then when those moments come up where you do get to get dressed up, you're like, oh, hey, there she is. There's that person that I feel like I've lost. Totally. You, I feel like honestly, confidence comes from within, but it helps if on the outward, if you're trying and you feel good about how you look, that is going to project onto you like internally as well. I honestly believe that. So it's true though. It it is. It's kind of like, if you're not feeling great, then you just go to that, like, look good, feel good mentality. Right. Where it's like, Hey, I mean, not that I'm always all about like faking it to make it, but sometimes we just need that boost. And God, when you look in the mirror and you just like, feel good about something you're wearing or how your hair is or like just whatever that thing is like it really just improves everything self-image but self-confidence yeah totally it does and so what are like what are your earliest memories of fashion I love these stories like like is it something that was always there or did it like come out when you like went to university or was it even before that No, it was honestly like so young. I remember my mom tells stories all the time of me being like a little toddler and like trying to sneak jewels and like dresses from her closet or my aunt's closet in particular, because my mom was like pretty tomboyish and not like super girly girl. But I had one aunt in particular that would always be dressed up and I would always like want her clothes and her jewelry. And I'd ask her to do my makeup and paint my nails ever since, honestly, I was a toddler. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's always kind of been there is, is, um, yeah. What I think, I think like, it's not that way for everybody, but for me, it's, it's always been a big, big part of who I am. And so what do you feel? And this is like where I kind of go off topic a bit, but like, how would you describe your fashion, Katine? Uh, like my particular style, do you mean? Yeah. yeah, how would you describe your style? I would say like it's definitely evolved as I think style does for everyone. But I would say right now um, I have pretty feminine style. It's quite casual, though, and mom-friendly because that's the life I'm in. I can't afford to be in plastic pants and, <laughs> like, all day, every day. That's just not practical. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, yeah, I but think... I was... No, go ahead, Sorry. Sorry. No, no, go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, yeah, I was feminine, um, casual, mom-friendly, affordable. I would say that's my, that's my current style. And that, like talk about a summary because like your style is so approachable mm-hmm. you know and it's it is though like I just I don't know of a person in my own circle even who like follows you and it's just like there's something for every budget every body and like every phase of life and I just think that that's like the gift that you bring to it is I don't think I think so many people see themselves in you and I don't think that that's an easy thing to accomplish oh my gosh well thank you (laughs) yeah I know but I mean it I really mean it Katine because I just but I think that speaks to just like you're just so authentically you yeah I mean I, I people tell me that a lot but I always respond with like, who else am I supposed to be? Like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I get that, like, sometimes social media gives people an opportunity to, like, put on a show or be someone they're not. But I, I don't want to be anybody else. And I, I like the real me. And like you said, I think that that really resonates 
with people as well, because we're all just human with our own struggles, our own, our own everything. Right. So I think that's what connects all of us is when we can be real. I, well, yeah, it's like, I'm like, amen to that. (laughs) How, like that, where social media has taken us and just like the, the culture of like diet culture and just everything coming at us. How are you so established in that belief? I love it. I love that you're like, well, who else am I supposed to be? Um, but that's not the truth for a lot of women. They, they want to be kind of everything else but themselves. How, how did you learn that? Who taught you that? My mama. It all, seriously, it's all because of my mama. <laughs> she honestly, like, um, I didn't realize I would say how lucky I was to have a mom that like taught me self-confidence and self-worth, self-love, all of those things from an early age until I got to like high school and university. And I saw other girls just really struggling with either like their weight or their, their appearance, what they were wearing. And I, I honestly, like, obviously I'm human. So I have insecurities and my own struggles, but Overall, I would say that I always had a really strong, like, core self-worth and, um, like, a self-love for my myself. And it's honestly because of how I was raised and um, my mom always instilling, instilling in me that I was special and unique and everyone was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all different and it's all, it's all good. <laughs> and you, when you say that, like, I wholeheartedly believe it because... The time there's like been a couple times, Katina, you've let your um, your mom's been on your stories, yeah, <laughs> and like it is the cutest takeover in all of the land. Like when you're like just like asking her questions and like without hesitation, she's just like, well, no, this is just the way it is, and I'm like, okay, yes, like, and I mean, I think you shared like your mom worked as a counselor or a therapist as well, and yeah. maybe she still does, but I was like, mm-hmm, like she is that person you want in your corner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She is retired now, but she was, um, originally she worked for a place called violence intervention program. So she, uh, was basically like the, the angel to people in abusive relationships that needed an out and needed somebody to talk to. She was the person that they would call. Um, and then it evolved into being a school counselor, um, which she did for many, many years. And yeah, like she's just, she's the best. She's an awesome personality and definitely somebody that everyone, the type of personality that everyone should have in their corner. Well, I don't think the apple falls far from the tree. I, I <laughs> no, but I, I, I do. I think there's, there's something so powerful when we're authentic and like, that doesn't mean like when we're like empowered and like hashtag boss babes. I just mean like when we're awkward and we're like, that's just, yeah. that's just, that's who I am. Take me or leave me. I'm not for everyone, but as long as I'm for you, you know? Yeah. So going into now the fashion piece, um, where do people start when it comes to dressing themselves? Uh, like, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like, where do they look to shop or, or what do you mean? (laughs) I mean, like, no, like, I just mean like they want to look good. They want to feel better in what they're wearing. Their Mm -hmm. closet maybe has been just the same thing over and over. And it's like that pattern of like, you buy the piece that you don't really like, or, you know, and it's like, okay, where, like, what's the outfit to start with? Or what's the the item that they can start with? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I would say, I mean, first and foremost, I personally get so much inspiration from Pinterest and other, um, fashion bloggers or just not even fashion bloggers, but people that I admire on social media is where I get a lot of my inspiration. Um, and other than that, I would say like, start small. It doesn't have to be this massive transformation that like one day you're wearing sweatpants and the next day you're in like a ball gown. Like, like you can, you can evolve and change. And also you can try things that maybe aren't super flattering, um, or don't work for you. And then it's fine. You just move on to the next thing. Like it doesn't hurt anyone to try on a pair of pants that 
maybe don't look as nice as a next pair of pants that you're going to try. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. And just go for it. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on like the must have pieces in people's closets or your favorites? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel, especially, um, like for this particular season. So like fall, winter, I, you probably have noticed love a good pair of faux leather leggings. I think that they're a comfortable and that's the most important thing always that it's comfortable. Um, but also I feel like they just elevate every outfit slightly compared to just a regular legging. So you can wear them like out to a date night and suddenly you're dressed up, even though all they are is stretchy leggings. (laughs) Yes. yes. Like they're like game changing. Yeah. They're amazing. I love them. So that would be like my, my probably first and foremost in fall and winter. Um, but also just like cozy sweaters and tunics in either like trendy prints, like, um, leopard or like stripes are always, basically they're always in, um, or just even neutrals too. I love neutrals. So like creams, tans, taupes, browns, all that good stuff. You can't go wrong. No, that's such like a good like such a good tip. I think so many people and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like finding like the versatile pieces that you can just wear on repeat with different, just mix and match. Mm -hmm. And I think so often it's like, well, I, I wore that once and I'm on Instagram back when we could socialize in public. And it's like, well, I don't want to constantly duplicate that outfit. So it's just finding like the, the multiple ways to wear one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like staple pieces um, that, like you said, you can wear with multiple prints, multiple colors. Um, Like the other thing that I really love in my closet right now, it's a long button up um, white collared tunic that I got from Joe Fresh last year, actually. And it's so versatile. Like I put sweaters over top of it, cardigans, jackets, shirt jackets, um, yeah. Or also shirt jackets, also known as. Don't say it. <laughs> the sh word. The jackets. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> it's the one of the worst company. I'm with you. I think that one's terrible. Right? I'm like, how has nobody commented on how bad this term is? <laughs> well, it's what I've noticed is like following some of my favorite influencers is like you're taking off as the whenever they say it, it's really funny to see you tagged underneath because they're like yes. wearing this. Well, normally it'd be called a shacket, but at Katine's Closet does not like this word. And I'm like, she's on to something. It's, a, it's, it's just a strange word. It's just our laziness again. Just, just say shirt jacket. It's not that much longer. It's fine. Right. So yes. Yeah, so a nice button up shirt jacket. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so have you ever like, when you reflect back as you like have evolved with your own style and your own fashion and dressing yourself, like, have you ever, ever had your own struggles with dressing your body or do you find that you've always just been able to kind of like look at yourself love yourself dress yourself and move on um no I would say for sure like I again I'm human so I definitely have insecurities and days where I'm just like "Eh, I'm not feeling that or I'm not feeling myself type of attitude um I would say that was more so when I was younger, like in high school years almost. And then, um, especially once I became a mom, honestly, maybe it's the opposite for some people, but I was more in love with my body than ever after, um, having Violet. And I honestly, I could not believe that my body was like that strong and that capable to carry like human life and then provide for that human life after. And so honest, I like embraced every stretch mark and like all the like little flabby parts. I was like, you're damn right. I got that. I owned it. Like (laughs) I earned that. (laughs) And you know, what a gift like that approach is. And I mean, I can, you know, personally say it's not been that easy, but at the same time, I will say watching my body grow a human I think it was just one of those, it was like the biggest, it was like radical self-compassion actually, where I was like, okay, do you know what? You don't get to be hard on it because like 
look at this little thing running around now. Like you made yes. that. So you know what? Like y- you did good. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I don't think, I mean, in general, women don't give themselves enough credit, but when it comes to like what their bodies go through to grow a baby and then deliver a baby and then <laughs> breastfeed a baby, like it's a lot. So we all got to grant ourselves a lot more grace. <laughs> Right. And therefore like we all need to invest in like the leather leggings that are comfortable. We can just like, just rock this body. Yeah, absolutely. Like wear a slightly baggier tunic for a little while. If you do have whatever your own insecurities about your mom pouch and don't, if you have no insecurities, (laughs) wear a tight shirt. That's awesome. (laughs) It's true though. Right. Like I just wish that we could like, I wish that for everyone that it would be like, that we would just celebrate the bodies we're in for the bodies that they are, as opposed to like comparing them to people who have an entirely different bone structure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about like celebrating and embracing the body that you're in right now. So like, you know, people that are always like, Oh, I'm not going to buy those jeans until I lose two sizes. Like, no, none of that. Like you get those jeans today in the size that you're in and you rock them. <laughs> yes. I, I wish I could just like do like a slow clap right now. And that would be a perfect <laughs> podcast because it's like the, the message that I've had to keep like telling myself, or it's like, like buy the freaking large or the extra. Yeah. Like it's, it's not about the label because as we've learned, those labels are not reliable. Yeah, absolutely. There is not like a standard size across the board. And even if there was like, what, what does that mean? Who cares? (laughs) What, right. What does that mean? And across brands and again, and this is why like, I've so loved just the way that like fashion blogging has changed over time to include just more approachable fashion because I'm seeing diversity in bodies doing try-ons Mm-hmm. and sharing their size or like I would size up I would size down like and it's just like okay that is exactly like the way that I see each of you look in the mirror when you're trying something out is like the way I look in the mirror in a change room kind of like okay this is how I stand I like it okay yeah I'm telling you my size so I can put it in my cart and order it yeah absolutely or like on the flip side okay this this isn't super great on me and that's fine like that's I think a big thing for lots of women um and I think sometimes too on social media again or like fashion bloggers in particular have a bad habit of only sharing things that they look great in right but that's not reality like like no one looks great in absolutely everything so that like that is so on point Katine is the whole like show me the shirt that cuts you in the wrong spot like I'm not saying this to you but I just mean like in general like it's true not everything is supposed to look good on you yeah and so yeah like I'm just like having this moment of like that's right like why you're right that's constantly what we're seeing is like this the perfect fit and it looks wonderful but it's like what we don't know all the time is like that was 15 white v-neck t-shirts before the right yes Absolutely. Yeah. I used to, I mean, I guess I still do. I've lately, I've just been having a good run of finding things that are the right size and fit, but that's also because I shop at basically the same places frequently. So I've gotten to really know like what works well with my body and the size. But, um, I can remember back when I was on a hunt for mom jeans, when they first became popular, I don't know if you were following me I at that time. It. But I was like, come on, these are called mom jeans and I can't find a damn pair to fit over my mom hips. Like that is unreal. Your commentary was life. Like when you're in the mom jeans, like that needs to be like everywhere. When I'm just, I'll never forget. Like you're like the mom jeans, like they're not even over my hips. They don't even button up. These are my, these are mom jeans. And I was like, oh my God, it's true. Oh, the struggle was real. but yeah and then it's true right it's like once you find like the brands that are consistent for you like embrace that and then just know that what you're gonna find is is going to consistently fit you yeah 
So the other thing, and I mean, I'm kind of sad because I of the news that Swimco has closed shop, which is like so sad, but I still want to just talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. your journey took you on a beautiful trip. Yeah. With bathing suits and body positivity and Swimco. And so can you tell me how that came to be and a bit about what that was about for maybe people who don't have the backstory? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like that's something that will always be like one of the top things for me that has came out of me blogging and like putting myself out there on like a massive social (laughs) scale. So what had happened is I had received an email from one of the marketers at Swimco and it basically was just asking if I would be interested in joining them and being a model, um, for an upcoming swim shoot that was going to be taking place in BC. Um, and I remember like, I read it like several times and I remember being at my sister-in-law's house, like sitting on her couch when I first read it and I made everyone in the room read it. Cause I'm like, is this a scam? Like, is this, I don't know what this is, but it sounds really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah once I like wrap my head around it being real obviously um I said yes and that I just I don't know how to explain it other than it was life-changing because that entire company and the employees in particular that worked for Swimco that summer completely embodied like body positivity self-worth self-love owning who you are as a person in your own skin in whatever style of bathing suit that you want to be wearing it was honestly like the best time like what an opportunity that like I wish just simply existed on the side of the pools or at the lake yes it should women strutting in their bathing suit however they want and just everyone supporting everyone and how they look yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. And I'm so thankful that, um, that they noticed me or like asked me to be a part of it. And yeah, that that's like part of my story. And, um, I feel like that was one of the things that really propelled my brand. And more than that, I think that that was one of the things that in the early stages of my blog, that that made me feel my, like self-worth to its fullest potential was after that happened. So that must've, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So of course, correct me, but like, I think of myself, I'm like, that must've like so legitimized all of the hard work that you've been doing on this platform. Yeah, it totally did. Like it was nice to be seen, I guess. Um, which is it's tricky. It's it's tricky to be seen in an oversaturated world <laughs> that we currently live in. So yeah, it was really nice. Hi folks, you're listening to Highlighting Real with Lisa Gregg. Today Lisa is in conversation with Katine Manil from Katine's Closet. They are talking about fashion, farming, Instagram. All kinds of great things. Uh, Don't forget, you can always find us at Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe there and leave reviews. You can follow along at Spotify or wherever you choose to consume your podcasts. And of course, the best thing ever, you can tell your friends. Now back to the show. And like, because you're my like perfect segue queen, is (laughs) talking about being seen in an oversaturated world. Like there's two things I want to talk about. I want to talk about what it's like to be so public, even just like for your family and you and just being so vulnerable and exposed, but Mm -hmm. also like, how do you get seen? What is helpful, right? Because you have some, like the most supportive followers and for good reason, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what, what helps? What, you know, I think like, what can we keep doing to make sure that you can keep doing what you're doing? You are seriously, I, first of all, I have to say how much I love you for, you're like such a good cheerleader for me, honestly. And it means so much to me. It's genuine. I just, I really think you're doing such great things. And it's like, it's just refreshing to see. I mean, one, like us like Saskatchewan people, we just like love our Saskatchewan people. But I just, I love to see someone who everyone can see themselves in 
mm-hmm. doing great things. Like it's just so refreshing. So yeah. uh, I'm like, I am in the corner cheering. <laughs> well, I love it. I'm cheering for you too, girl. So <laughs> yeah, women who rise, it's also my favorite thing, but you know what, like what, what is, you know, what can we do? Because you're doing a lot of hard work that I think influencers never get the right amount of credit for. I think people just think they get free stuff, put it on, take a picture and that's their job. And I'm like, okay, that's not their job, but, um, no. So like what, what helps with all of the hard work you're doing? Um, I mean from, yeah, like a follower slash viewer standpoint, the like littlest things actually make a huge difference. So like I've talked about it a lot, but engaging in my content. So that means like liking or commenting on my stuff, which when you do that, it prompts Instagram to, um, like recognize that it's potentially like popular content that other people might be interested in see it, seeing it. So it boosts your post to the top of other people's feeds the more likes and comments that it gets Um, and shares too. Like if you share, you know, on like the bottom right corner, there's that share button um, for feed posts. If you share it with people, that's another um, indicator to Instagram that it's a well-performed post or it's a post that could perform very well for like a larger audience. So yeah, like it honestly takes two seconds to make the world of a difference. Um, but it's something that gets kind of forgotten or lost because again, like it's such a saturated app and, um, there's just so much going on and I'm guilty of it too. Like lots of times when I'm scrolling Instagram, it's at night when I'm exhausted and like, I'm just mindlessly (laughs) scrolling on and on and not really thinking. So but it's, it's such a, it's a, like, I'm all about like, you know, the mind shift, but it's such a different way to think about, like, I'm all about, of course, we're going to use social media. Of course, we're all going to numb out in our own ways with it. But like, if we could just be more mindful in how we use it, we would be better off, but it's also like mindfully engaging. So it's like, if you're following people you genuinely care about, then help put them out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's something, um, that I think that, like we all could get better at as long as everyone keeps being open about the benefits of it or like the impact behind it, because that's another thing that I think doesn't happen as often as it should, because maybe it comes across as like, I don't know, like begging people to, you know, like I, I think that people have insecurities about like asking for help or asking for support Um, and I've struggled with that too. Like sometimes it definitely is awkward to be like, Hey, can you please like this for me? But at the end of the day, it's something so simple. And again, it makes like such a difference. So, and I find too, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I know nothing about, and I mean, influencer slash marketing world, because it truly is like high end marketing. Like it's not just, again, what people think it's taking a picture, uploading it, but it's like, I, you know, what speaks to me is when, when someone is sharing, like, I really need help or I really need someone to share this for me because mm-hmm. it's the same thing as doing a giveaway, right? Like it's like when people like, like tag, share and have a chance to win. I'm like, you know, they're just paying, they're, they're paying to engage you, which is totally fine. And I support that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just like, it's, to me, it's the same as like, Hey, let's, you can save some of your money and just even ask for, <laughs> I think people genuinely want to help. Yeah, I think so too. And like you said, I have honestly like the best community ever. Um, so basically if, if they, if there's something that they can do to help, honestly, like I have the best cheerleaders ever and they will help in any way that they can. I just have to ask for it. And I think lots of people in the social media realm need to kind of like wrap their head around that and just ask yeah, it, it's true. And I mean, there's like that small town charm, you know, I'm sure that you have like where you live, like I, you must in a way, and I mean, you're in your way, you're like way too humble, but like, you're kind of a local celebrity. 
I'm sure when you're out, right? Like, I'm sure there's always going to be people that are like, oh, hey, we feel like we know you or oh, I can't wait to get in on like the, the closet sale and I'll buy all of the things, you know, like that's support. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I feel like I have like 26,000 close friends. So it's awesome. (laughs) You engage with them like that too, right? Like there's just such a genuine engagement with that. And so with 26,000 close friends Mm -hmm. on a very public platform, what is that like for like you personally, like, you know, as a mom and a wife and like, you know, with, with your family and oh my God, farming, like (laughs) farming is like nothing easy to support. Those are the longest hours. Yeah. I mean, if we're just talking it, talking about it from an individual standpoint, like just how is it for me personally sharing things? It's easy because that's my personality. I honestly, I'm such an open book and I crave like real authentic attention or attention, authentic, <laughs> authentic conversation. Yep. Um, and I can't like keep things in. I've always been like that. Like you can see it all over my face and I will tell you straight up if I'm like sad, upset, happy. I always like, I can't hide it even if I wanted to. Um, but it definitely does get tricky when there's like Davin, my husband involved who is more of a private person on like a larger social (laughs) realm. And um, aside from that, like having kids too, wh- who don't really understand like what 26,000 followers means, yeah. like they kind of just like Violet often says like, mommy, send this video to your friends. Like she regularly, she's a natural, <laughs> I'm kind of afraid, <laughs> but like, she's still young. She's only four. Right. So, um, So yeah, there's definitely been times where I've had to kind of just like take a step back and really like assess a, like, why would I be sharing this? B, would it impact anyone negatively? Like not about me. Would this like hurt anyone else if I shared it? Right. So yeah, it's definitely tricky. And I would say I don't do it perfectly and I probably never will. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just try my best. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and it it works, you know what I mean? And I mean, it works because it works for you. Like it's not something put on. It's not disingenuine. It's just, you're learning as you go. Yeah. And I don't think you hide, hide that either. No. And again, I can't like, (laughs) cause if I'm, if I'm struggling with something, I can't, like I have to, I have to share my problems. (laughs) So how, like, I can't wrap my brain around like how you do all of this and don't take this as like, Oh my God, how do you do it all? Because of course, like we all, there's different ways for help. And I just, I like to highlight all of those things and the ways that, you know, you do do it all because Again, you are a wife. You are a mom of two littles. Um, there are some major seasons for people who are not familiar with agriculture where, like, yes, you have an incredibly supportive husband, as, as you've shared, but the longest work hours where you are solo parenting for those hours. Yeah, absolutely. Like, harvest, hands down, is, like, the toughest time for our family, which I'm really honest and open about. Um, But also, like, I grew up on a farm, right? So I feel like it's a—I don't want to say easier, but I can't think of the— can't think of another word, but I'm, I'm used to it. Like I'm used to, I was always used to dad being gone like for long extended periods during harvest time and seeding. Um, and also I have like, as you know, the best mom, but also the best mother-in-law and they both are like always at the ready. If I need them for anything, they would be there. So I'm so, so thankful for like, not only having a supportive husband, but having like a supportive family and friend group. And like clearly though, like this is where the importance of asking for help is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and being able to like say, okay, I can't keep juggling all the balls. I need some help with, with some of them. And just being able to say, hey, I need some help to keep everything afloat. 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, that can be your biggest strength when you know when to help ask for help and you're not ashamed to because honestly, that that's when magic happens is when you can like properly balance and shift like responsibilities, right? And all of that um, it just like lifts such a load off of your shoulders and it makes room for capacity to have like all the other successes, right. That could come. So, and like the meaningful connections along the way, because like, yeah. I, I am notorious for biting off more than I can chew. And then mm-hmm. like, I was joking like two weeks ago, probably like face down on the carpet being like, why did I take on all of these things? But like oh. when you ask for help and then it gets lighter and then it's like, wait a second. Like, I don't think I've really checked in with my own husband in the last, you know what I mean? It's like, you get so busy and it's like, wow, I don't remember the time I like looked you in the eyes and had a conversation and listened that wasn't like, okay, so you'll do the daycare drop off and what's for supper. And it's like, Hey, how are you? Yeah, totally. It's such a rat race. And that, um, yeah, it can be such a struggle to like take a breath, slow down, remember what's important, prioritize your tasks, make the list. That's my biggest thing, right? I write a list for literally everything. I have a list every day of what needs to get done. And I like stick to that list. So like, okay, as a lover of lists, you're in yeah. the company. Um, like, tell me more about the habit because I think it's so great for people to also get other takeaways, right? And it's like, when when do you write your daily list? Do you do it the night before or morning of? I usually do it the night before. Um And I have like it in my phone, in my notes section. And it's kind of like, I don't have like this rule for myself where I absolutely have to get everything done for like the next day that's on my list, because I feel like that would be way too hard. (laughs) Like if you didn't get something done, um, you'd just be way too hard on yourself and it would be unnecessary. So I make a like relatively large list of things that I want to accomplish. Sometimes I get done two things. Sometimes, sometimes I get done seven and, but there's always a list there to keep me kind of on task. Um, and I put literally everything on the list. So like, I'll put like a photo shoot that I need to get done, a preschool pickup that I need to do, baking buns for somebody's gathering, like everything, including showering. Showering goes on my list. But like, I think that that's the thing that so many people like leave off the list is themselves. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, they put on all of these and especially women and especially moms, it's like all of the things that they need to do for everyone else. And then it's like, it's poorly time budgeted because it's like, oh, I can do four things at once. Okay, well, you can't. Um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, but in there was like, oh, wait a second. Like we had dinner plans, you know, back before COVID ruined our lives. But yes. like, yes. like, I didn't budget in my time, like the fact that I would want to shower or do this and do this. And like, we so quickly leave ourselves off that list. So yeah, put showering on the list. Yeah. Put, put a long bath on the list. Like, <laughs> right? A bubble bath that, like, helps keep our sanity. Yeah. You, probably during harvest. Get those babies to bed and just, like, have some free time. Do you, yeah. um, for your, like, productivity, are you, like, a night hawk? Or do you find yourself having to take advantage of nap times or just free time in general? Yeah, I am not really a night hawk. I tend to like shut down. Honestly, like my brain starts to shut off around like seven. Like most days, honestly, I'm just like done by around 7 p.m. So um, like I have enough brain capacity still to like make my list and like have all these big dreams and goals. But I would say that I don't actually like get things done productively until like afternoonish. Sometimes I can do some things in the morning, but you know, kids like mornings aren't the greatest. No, no. So yeah, lots of times I'll prioritize important things, um, during nap time when I know that I'll have like uninterrupted at least an hour, hour and a half. It's amazing what motherhood has taught us about like being productive and like Oh, yeah. blocks. I'm like university me. Oh my God. Like I couldn't like focus or I was like all over the place. And now it's like kid is napping. Like the stuff I can accomplish in 60 yeah. minutes is like, I wish I had, I had that motivation my whole life. 
I know it's because we like have to like it's a, it's a like what is it fight or flight like you do it or it doesn't happen like, or it just doesn't happen right it's like well I guess that's tomorrow's problem yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so Katine before we kind of wrap this up and jump into the rapid fire round um is there any like final thoughts or just comments in general that you know, you want to leave the listeners with, and there's no time limit to the thoughts, but I just, anything that even came to mind that you're like, Hey, I really want to talk about this or share this on a podcast. Um, final thoughts. I think I just really want and wish that women, um, would be able to see themselves and have as much confidence in themselves as others see in them. Like that is honestly one of my biggest, biggest hopes for women and society in general is to start recognizing how amazing they are and what they're capable of, like on their own, without anyone ever having to tell them that they just, as soon as they wake up every morning, they know it. Cause honestly, I think it's so powerful and like the things that you can accomplish with that type of mindset is like next level. You could literally do anything if you wake up every morning with that type of mindset. You're so right. Like if we could just like get out of our own way, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it really is limitless what we can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Well, before we jump in, thank you for, I mean, what started off as just something in the middle of the night where you were like, oh, I guess I'm just going to do some fashion blogging and I'm interested, you know, like it has turned into a community. And I think that that's the piece that I think that that's your magic, Katine, is that there's like this community of women that are just like, hey, this woman like loves herself and this is a helpful way to learn to love myself. I can wear this shirt and look good in it too. And I mean, it's such a small thing to practice that, that act of radical self-love. And I think now you've got 26,000 and growing people being like, Hey, sign me up for that community. I love that. I get to be my weird, awkward, brave self. Yes. In stripes and faux leather pants and just rock life. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So are you ready for my rapid fire round? Oh my gosh. Let me just take a gulp here and then I'll do the Right? Cheers. <laughs> my only rule is that just um, no answers are off limit. And okay. They're not like, they're not that crazy of questions anyway, but just whatever comes to mind. Okay. You're not on the time limit. So expand whoever you want. This is, this oh is. Oh gosh. Don't tell me that. I'll like go into random like rants and rambles. <laughs> you like have you've been so like concise. I'm like I love random. Like I have all the time for like randomness. So I will follow anybody down a rabbit hole. Um. So what is something you want listeners and your followers to know about you? Um. I feel like oh, I I wish I had like a more like fancy answer, but. I just want people to know that I am just like them, that I cry, that I have, uh, what's it called? What are these wrinkles called by your eyes when you smile? I have those. Laugh lines? Crows. Crows. I was like, laugh lines? Do you like my cute little laugh lines? I'm like, I've got a lot of those too. I'm like, I got those things, whatever they are. Um, Yeah, that I have struggles, that I have happy days, that I have bad days. I have like freaking poop stained on my one shirt that I can't get out from when Leo was like little, little. (laughs) I'm just like them. That's what I want them to know. What is something you are not very good at? Oh gosh. I am terrible at patience, practicing patience. I am the absolute worst actually. That surprises me. Oh it's bad. See, that's one trait that my mom has. Like she has patience to burn and my dad doesn't have a lot of patience. And I'm like, dad, I, you and I, (laughs) we know what's up. And then you have these like two tiny humans that are here to teach all the most important lessons. So leaving the house takes four hours now. 
Yes, seriously. It's like something that I have always struggled with. And especially like being a mom, it's challenged me even more (laughs) because you have to have so much patience. So yeah, so much patience. It's something that I'm like continually working on, but still suck at it. So (laughs) you have to have both. Yeah. What's the number one sign that you're overwhelmed? Uh, I'll cry. I'll like just straight out ball. Um, but also like, you know, that feeling when you have too much like caffeine and you're just like vibrating, but not in a good vibrate way, like you're going to pass out way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That, that is what I get. So I either like cry my eyes out just abruptly or I get the like shakes and I'm like pacing and yeah <laughs> yeah like just not okay <laughs> yeah exactly there are lots yeah <laughs> like if only I knew what to do to get out of that no oh my gosh <laughs> um you get to have brunch with one famous person who is mm-hmm. it and what's a question you would like to ask them okay That is like the trickiest question ever. I have thought about this like regularly because it's like a fairly like normal question to ask. But I, there's so many people that I would want to meet in particular from like a business standpoint and like pick their brain about like business in general. But the more that I think about it, I think I would want to take a different route and actually meet with Mother Teresa Especially, no, for real, especially right now, actually, just because um, my faith has been tested recently a few times. We've just had some really hard news and like hard losses in the last month. And I honestly, like, at least right now, I would want to pick her brain up, like, and ask her how she has like such a strong faith, like, what keeps her going in her most darkest, darkest moments. Because, yeah, like, anything that I know about her, it's all light. Like, everything I know about her. So, I mean, I've never, like, read about a person more, like, light-filled than she is. So, I'm going to say Mother Teresa. (laughs) That, like, what a wonderful, thoughtful question to ask her. That, yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to give you a second brunch person. Tell me about the business person. Tell me somebody business-wise that you would like to meet with. Okay. Um, okay. I have a few of these too. Let me, let me decide which one. Um, maybe Oprah. She would, she's like definitely on my list close to the top. So I'll say Oprah would be my second person. Mm-hmm. And my questions for her would, um, mainly pertain to like how she's kept she seems like so wholesome still and like hasn't let fame or like outside sources kind of like dim that wholesomeness that she's had I assume since she was like little so yeah like I would be so curious because she's like so successful in business but also so wholesome and I think that those two things aren't like very commonly placed together so I would like love to like I don't know figure out how she like balances balances that like how do you be a badass businesswoman but also like have so much compassion and love for like the world it's true oh look at your people I, like I just like I feel like you just need to have like a little brunch party so you can get all these no you can have like a kitchen closets brunch panel oh my um, god it would be the best um we kind of touched on this but what's one habit you have that makes your day easier yeah it's definitely the list making like that's I feel I mean I have like lots of routine things and stuff that I do but I would say that's like my main slash most important habit is creating a list every night yeah if you could turn back the time and talk to 18 year old you what would you tell her? Um, I feel like I would tell 18 year old Katine that she is in the exact spot that she should be and needs to be in that time in her life and to trust the process, trust herself. Um, yeah, like I, I don't like I, 
I was always like a really goody good and <laughs> didn't really like, you know how some people have like stories that they kind of like veered off the path and then they came back on. I was always like pretty decently straight path kind of gal. Yeah. So I wouldn't like tell myself like get back on the path or anything like that. But um, I would love to like kind of have my own guardian angel when I was 18 to just like confirm like this is where you need to be. You're doing it right. You're doing a great job and it's all going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. Um, I think, I feel like just based on the stories you've shared, I'm going to say, how would you, how would, or how has your dad described what you do for a living? Oh, Oh, dad is like the best. I should have like a question and answer with dad on my, I actually, I'm not sure. I would have to censor so much of it. So maybe I'll, I revoke that statement. (laughs) He's such like, the typical like small town old school farmer like it's so hilarious um so I think by now because I've been doing this now for like four and a half years so I think he's got like a pretty good grasp on it now but um at the start he was (laughs) I think he just thought I was taking pictures of myself like just for fun like I don't even think he registered that I was like sharing them publicly (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then recently, like I had a big contract with Olay, um, over the summer, I guess. And before the summer and like how he would describe that job and like, just in general, my job to his siblings was that like, I work for Olay now, like I am on their employee list. So (laughs) like you're paying into their pension. I'm like, no, dad, that's not quite how it works, but okay. <laughs> thank you. Like he was so proud. He's like, Katine works for Olay. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Uh, what are you binging on Netflix? Oh my gosh. Okay. The new girl. I'm so obsessed with it. Have you seen that? I, we crushed the entire series. It is so good. Oh my gosh. Seriously. I don't know what took me so long. Multiple people have told me for years to get on the new girl train, but I just recently started and I can't stop. Like I not going to lie. As soon as we're done talking here, I'm going to go upstairs and binge at least two to three episodes. Good. They're like, they were, I'm have been in mourning over friends for a long time. Yeah. And then I found them and I'm like, Oh, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a good buffer after you've been mourning friends for a while. That's a good one. Yeah, they're great. Um, what is your favorite order at your hometown restaurant? Okay, I have two. Yeah. So I love the butter chicken at a place called Prairie Pita in Weyburn. It's delicious, and there's nowhere else in Weyburn that has butter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the market on butter chicken first of all mm-hmm. yeah but it is delicious and their non-bread is delicious too um and then the other thing that I love is um dynamite and spicy California rolls sushi rolls and an order of messy fries which is french fries with onions tomatoes gravy and a big old dollop of sour cream on it it's so good and where from Sorry, that's from the Royal Hotel. Like it's <laughs> yes. Hey, it's that place has evolved since like I was like going. No, it hasn't. <laughs> that's the thing. It hasn't. But for whatever reason, their sushi and their messy fries is like life changing, and I eat them together. Like I eat a piece of sushi, and then I have a little scoop a messy fries oh my gosh we were in like waver two weeks ago and I feel like we really missed what? an opportunity I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna remember that one yes <laughs> what is something I did not ask you that I should have um oh gosh I don't know what is something you asked me that you should have I don't know. <laughs> There's a few do a pass. Some people just are like, oh, I should have said this. So um, pass. what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, the best piece of advice. I would say, um, 
I've received some real good advice, mainly from my mom, (laughs) but, uh, in particular for like where I'm at in life right now. And as a business standpoint too, I would say, know your worth is the best piece of advice in both business though. And personal, right. As well. Like it's so, so important to know your worth. And there's so many people that don't or have a skewed like image of what it is. So that is like just wise sage. (laughs) Um, when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Well, this (laughs) drink some wine, chat with a friend. That's actually like my, my top thing is I get a glass of wine and I FaceTime my best friend, Natalie. That's like, that's the top level of what I do. If that's available to me when I'm having a bad day, um, I love to play the guitar and sing. Um, I do it regularly. And especially like if I'm having a hard day, I will like play all the sad songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of depressing but for whatever reason it helps me feel better so I am like all for sitting in the sad and sometimes it's like the sad songs just give you the space that you need to sit and feel so good for you yeah you gotta feel your feelings sometimes you know yes all the time yeah all the time absolutely all the time oh my gosh Katine okay so that ends the rapid fire round um And again, thank you so much for your time and coming on and just sharing a bit more about who you are. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Seriously, uh, as I said, I absolutely love podcasts and I feel like I've gotten to know you like recently in the past couple months and I adore you. So this was so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Lisa and Katine. Uh, if you are enjoying our podcast, uh, Highlighting Real with Lisa Gregg, you can always find us at Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe and review. We sure love that. You can follow along at Spotify, and uh, by all means, anywhere you consume podcasts, uh, just keep in touch. And of course, the best thing for us, if you enjoy what we do and want to help out, is uh, spreading the news amongst your friends and families. Nothing uh, is better than the word of the mouth. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Highlighting Real is produced by yours truly, Ross Nielsen, for Yes Dear Productions. The music is written and performed and recorded by yours truly, Ross Nielsen, for Yes Dear Productions. We'll see you in two weeks.